You are listening to High Shelf Gaming. This is a show where we talk about board games and role-playing games and gaming conventions. If this is what you're looking for, please keep listening. You can always find us on our website, Facebook group, Facebook page. We're on Twitter and Twitch and Discord, all under the name High Shelf Gaming. Super easy to join the community, and we look forward to meeting you. Quick reminder, we are doing a giveaway. I've got a 3D printed monster, a gray render, super interesting creature and kind of hard to come by, honestly. In order to enter into win, all you have to do is leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Once we get to 20 reviews, we're going to roll a die and see who wins. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of High Shelf Gaming. As always, I'm joined by the pedagogue, Rich Wisniewski. You're welcome, my Padawan, and I will show you how strict I am later. (laughs) This is a family show, right? That's right, this is a family show. Also joining us this week, a a wonderful guest. We've been wanting to have you on the show for a long time. Alec from the Fans of Gen Con Facebook group. Uh, You run the group, and thanks so much for joining us this week. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Glad to be here and glad to talk about my very favorite topic. I know, right? I mean, this is, we're all kind of giant fans of Gen Con. And whoa, you're. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I prepped all my notes for Origins. What are you talking about? <laughs> Don't mess with me. <laughs> yeah, uh, so the group that you run, fans of Gen Con, is probably the cornerstone of figuring out what's the latest news from Gen Con, what are all the tips and tricks for attending Gen Con. I mean, it's instrumental to me and probably most of our listeners, and you kind of run that whole show, right? Yeah, I'm the admin of the group. I have a team of moderators who help keep the group running and civil and uh, keeping uh, controversies to a minimum, hopefully. But a dull yeah, roar, it's, yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> Which it does, a, by the a, way. Even though I, I do want more popcorn moments, they actually do very well of keeping the everything civil and in control. We try. You know, it's, it's human nature to uh, focus on, sometimes focus on the negative versus the positive. Uh, you know, when something goes wrong or Gen Con has a change that people aren't so happy about, you know, sometimes I think we're the complaints of Gen Con group, but <laughs> I try to remind everyone that we are the fans of the Gen Con. We, I'm, I'm one of Gen Con's biggest fans. I love the event. Not that, you know, there, it's not, not that it's, uh, perfect or there isn't room for improvement or, Always. um, you know, people that have complaints, but you know, my focus and I try to keep the group, group focused on that, you know, we love Gen Con. It's a wonderful event and, right. you know, you, there, it may be the best four days in gaming, but our group is the best 361 days of talking about that's right (laughs) (laughs) it it is a live group all the time which is really awesome right it's even fun to see people around gen con during the off season and posting a picture or two or you know people asking questions off season about what's coming up you know for the next year and they get great advice from the group Needless to say, I don't give advice. <laughs> yeah, it's turned into a wonderful resource. I mean, I post to it, especially as Gen Con approaches, and there's lots of announcements and interesting products that are going to show up. I post to the group a lot. There's always, you know, news information. We always have new attendees joining the group looking, you know, who are uh, very thirsty for all the details that, you know, the regular attendees take a second nature, but when you're going for the first time, it's such a large event and so much to do and know, and the groups turn into a wonderful resource for new 
new people and as well as, you know, we have people, you know, who have attended Gen Con, you know, 30 plus times and still sometimes learn new things from the group because it is just such an huge all-encompassing event right yeah i mean there's so much diversity at gen con just in terms of game types and all kinds of stuff that just by passively having it in your feed you're like oh i had no idea that gen con had an entire section dedicated to this just because it's not in my normal wheelhouse but that sounds really cool i want to go check it out yeah i I agree with you 100 percent. i mean that's my favorite thing about gen con is it's such a spectacle i attend a lot of gaming conventions throughout the year. Most of them are much, much smaller. This past weekend, I was at PAX Unplugged. And, you know, they're, they're great events, but Gen Con is just such a spectacle. And probably of all the conventions I attend, I probably do the least amount of gaming at Gen Con because just getting through the exhibit hall, going to different parties, socializing, there are so much to do at Gen Con yeah. that um, it sometimes it's, well, at least for how I attend, I know other people, game for four days straight at Gen Con. And that's wonderful. Gen Con can be different things to different people. And there's so many different ways to enjoy it. But for me, it's such a big spectacle and so much to do that I probably gain less at Gen Con than I do at any other convention I attend. Sure. Hmm, Did you hear that, Amy? Lots of socializing, <laughs> not much gaming. Yeah, we were talking about. Uh, we were That's talking for one about, of our dear listeners. Yeah, well, and she was on our show talking about volunteering a couple of weeks ago, and just talking about all the social engagements that are around Gen Con, uh, kind of offline uh, while we weren't recording. And that's totally true because Gen Con attracts so many people. It's kind of one of the places where, you know, Rich and I and our friend group, this is where we all go to socialize with each other because we're all spread out across the country or even the world. And this is like the one thing that brings us all together and is such a huge part of the show is just all the social stuff around the show. Yeah, for me and my group, it's kind of our annual reunion, too. We have, I'm one of the leaders of Westchester Gaming Group here in New York. We have a pretty big gaming group with a number of gaming sessions every week. But we've had people who moved away, folks who have gone to Florida, to, you know, D.C. area. And for our core group, Gen Con is kind of our reunion where uh, most of us get together every year. So I get to see a lot of old friends. And then I have Gen Con friends where... 2019 will be my 17th Gen Con, and I'm, there might be friends I see once a year, but I've seen them, I've known them for a decade, you know, coming on decades now, and it's it's, it's really great for my local gaming group where we come together, and then also all those folks who I've got to know over the years at Gen Con. Yeah, just such a great like gathering place, really, which is part of the draw. And I did, uh, we have a new segment here called The People Want to Know. And we're going to affectionately call it Thwapa. <laughs> so I did Thwapka. I polled 69,092 people. And these are, you know, I, I have a splinter in some of these questions. One of the first ones was, Alec, how do you say your last name when I meet you? That's Eustick. Eustick. I like that. Excellent. So that was, you know, people want to know. But can you, you guess know it's, a, it's an English name, believe it or not. Most people think it's Eastern European or something, but yeah, it's pronounced Eustick. Nice. And you mentioned a little bit about Worcester Game Group. What is your game, Al? What is the game that is your game? Oh, well, I'm a board gamer, so we play, I, I play a lot of, a lot of games. I just, uh, my girlfriend and I just recently wrapped up Gloomhaven. we kind of binge played that like people binge watch netflix shows we binge played that over a number of months and uh we brought that to a close so now we have we're looking forward to the expansion coming out next year but uh 
that that's been the latest obsession is playing Gloomhaven nearly every weekend, all weekend <laughs> for a few months. I am I am such a huge fan of Gloomhaven and games like Gloomhaven because there's so much replay of value, and there's so many times you can come back to that game and enjoy it. Yeah. So the board gaming world, I mean, it's exploding. There's so many games out. There's so many good options. I try to, you know, try to keep up with the latest. I guess we've been playing Everdell a lot. Um, Gizmos, War Chest is a favorite that came out of Gen Con recently. There's a lot of a lot of new games, but I I love those old classics too. A Power Grid, actually wrapping up Pack Unplugged. We actually played Settlers of Catan. I think it's been a couple years since I played a straight game of Settlers of Catan, but 20 years ago or, you know, 15, 20 years ago when it was the new hotness, you know, yeah. we, we played the, we played the hell out of that game. So it's, it's fun to revisit those old classics too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Especially the ones that like really took hold of a group and just, and like, that's all anybody wanted to play for months. <laughs> like it's exactly. always great to go back to those. Absolutely. Yeah. But what I miss is, you know, when I was a kid in the 80s um, and in college, I played uh, Dungeons and Dragons and other RPGs. You know, since uh, growing up, it's a lot harder to, to play those types of games. And I'm, it's nice to have those shorter, you know, um, gaming sessions where you can play for an hour or two a board game. But yeah. one day I'll get back to RPGs. You know, I, I, I used to go to Gen Con almost exclusively for RPGs. And now that I have sprinkled in a lot more board games, it is – I've noticed that I'm getting one more games in, right? Because – Every RPG at Gen Con is four to six hours, which is most of your t- day really is tied up in one or two games. And then if I go to a board game where it's one to two hours to play, it goes so much faster. I get so many more games in. I get to meet so many more people. You know, sprinkling in a lot of board games has really improved Gen Con for me. Yeah, and it's a little more flexible where you can jump in and out. So we have our gaming group in, in the Westchester County, uh, New York area. It's, it's much easier to have a regular board gaming night. If someone doesn't show up, people want to drop in and out. Obviously, there's a lot more flexibility when you're doing these one-shot board games versus trying to keep a campaign going and keeping uh, <laughs> yeah. having a regular attendance. Yeah, yeah, and but, but both work obviously. Sure, yeah, but as you get, you know, you get to a certain point in your life where it's like, man, the logistics of getting the same four or five people together every week is just tough. And uh, board games are a great way to still have that, that camaraderie, that community that, you, that you've built. I, I did want to talk a little bit about people coming to fans of Gen Con the first time. What are some tips on how to engage with the group in a healthy way, in a helpful way? What are kind of your takes on how best to engage with the fan group? Uh, sure. So I'd be happy to talk about that. So actually in the group, there's, a, there's different tabs where you can see events. And one of the tabs is announcements. Mm-hmm. where I try to post the kind of big news items as well as there's the group rules there. Our rules aren't very complicated. Uh, you know, our, our, the, the strictest rule we have and the one we enforce the most is that you need to be on topic. So if someone wants to talk about Gen Con, they want to talk about any topic about Gen Con, uh, restaurants, uh, hotels is obviously a big topic. Yeah. Go for it. Post about it. But if you want to talk about gaming in general, if you want to post a meme about Dungeons and Dragons, um, if if it doesn't mention Gen Con, it doesn't belong in our group. And I mean, I love those other topics. It's great. 
but there's other groups for gaming in general. Right. As Gen Con approaches and, you know, there's new announcements of games, if you want to talk about a particular game, if there's going to be a booth at Gen Con, wonderful. But that's probably, you know, we had a lot of posts to the group. We moderate them all, and there's a lot of posts we don't approve. And usually the number one reason we don't approve a post is because it's not specifically about Gen Con. Right. You want to post your promote your Kickstarter? If it's a Kickstarter about Gen Con or something that's tied <laughs> into Gen Con, somehow, great. If it's just your latest game going out and you're, you know, it's obviously anything to do with gaming, you can somehow relate to Gen Con, but sure. that's what we're most strict about. So, right. you know, we welcome new members. We welcome for you to post, but that's our number one rule. And, and the really, if, if we don't approve a post, 99% of the time, that's because it's not strictly about Gen Con. And right. that, and we try to, since I took over the group about five years ago, that's the number one thing. There used to be a lot of spam, a lot of off-topic discussions, but we keep it, you know, if you want to talk about Gen Con, we're the group for that, and there's plenty of other groups for other topics. Yeah. Besides that, you know, we ask you to be civil, no name-calling, no personal attacks. I know sometimes there's, you wouldn't think, you know, well, of course, with anything, it can, there can be controversial topics. You wouldn't think a fun event like Gen Con would uh, generate much controversy, but there's always something, some contention that comes up so we ask people to be civil and uh you know the nature of an internet group with like like fans of gen con especially on facebook the way you have this uh, feed that scrolls down you know there can be a lot of repetition so as new people come in you often see the same question asked over and over and i mean i'm okay with that i I'm trying to put myself in their shoes. Someone who's new who might be asking a simple question, and sometimes the folks who have been around for a while might roll their eyes because they've heard that same question 300 <laughs> times. But yeah. I try to answer it with a fresh, polite eyes, you know, with a, with, yeah. a, with a fresh, polite voice. And, yeah, that, you that, know, that uh, June, July, when they're like, hey, how do you get a hotel room? It's like, oh, my gosh, really, man? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to go do some work. You mentioned every now and then you get D&D memes and role-playing memes. We need dank Gen Con memes. <laughs> so that is on my list. And dear listeners, join me in the dank Gen Con meme push of 2019. And maybe we can do that around the new questions. We'll see how that comes together. Oh, that might be kind of fun. Like um, like a meme about getting a hotel room or a meme yeah. about event registration. That's right. That might be kind of fun. I'm in. Yeah, all right. Yeah, we've, seen, we've seen a few of them. If, if it's a meme about Gen Con, then it's absolutely allowed. <laughs> You know, Alex now going to look for anything that says Rich Wisniewski and just be like, delete. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mods, watch for this name. <laughs> and, and speaking of all the great fun, let me go back to Tawapka. The people want to know. <laughs> you know, it comes down Tawapka. to running this group. Do you get housing preferential treatment? Because if you do, I will go start my own fan page <laughs> to get a room downtown. That seemed to be a reoccurring question. Do you have any preferential treatment from Gen Con? I do not have preferential treatment having to do with the group. However, I did a couple years ago became a VIG, a very important gamer, which is gives, I, I think there's a three or 350 or so VIGs as part of Gen Con, and they do get preferential hotel That's treatment. Legit. Sure. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. You're just that doing this like, out of the love of Gen Con. 
Yes, exactly. Yeah, I, oh, I get quite you. a few messages on Facebook asking me if I'm officially associated or asking how they can get an event in. And uh, <laughs> you know, I, I reiterate, you know, this is a fan group, you know, email events at GenCon.com if you have a question for GenCon right. or another one of their contact addresses. But I can certainly share information or give tips, but I'm a fan like anyone else. Right. All right. So all those people out there that were wanting to start their own page, you get downtown hotels. <laughs> you still got to go. Yeah. Get it. Get that VIG yeah. or do it the old fashioned way. Absolutely. But if you want to get preferential treatment, one way to do it, and actually it's, it's that time of the year where you can apply to try to win the lottery to get a the the right to purchase a VIG badge. If you want to pay an obscene amount of money for your badge. It does come with a few perks, one of which is a guaranteed hotel room. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is there a swag bag, too, in there? Yeah, yeah. Their uh, vendors donate uh, games and things to give out to the VIGs, which last year was it was a lot. Nice. I think people, I, I've only been in the program, of, I don't know, I think three or four years, and I've heard tale from other folks in the program that it used to be quite a good swag bag, and I think some of them have said it's declined, but last year, I don't know. They had a lot of swag. I think it depends on how much their uh, vendors uh, donate. I like it. Now, okay, I'm going to go back to another question. I, I don't have a ton of these because out of 69,000 people, they all kind of agreed on a couple. <laughs> well, have you seen a whole dice set of the fans of Gen Con? Ooh. Oh, that's, I don't know. Yeah, we we produced uh, D6s last year that had fans of GC printed on it, which was a lot of fun. You know, we did a little GoFundMe uh, that people, yeah, awesome, that people mm-hmm. kicked in money to pay for the dice. And we also printed up some badge ribbons so people could show their group pride under their under their badge at Gen Con. And, um, yeah, we produced D6s last year. So I'm not sure what the future holds. Maybe we need to look at, yeah. <laughs> D20s or some other. Uh, we'll see what the cost is and how much how much our group members want to chip in to uh, pay for this. Well, you know they're paying for it, but we're handing it out. You know it's free swag that we hand out. And sure, I should. You would think I would know based on the number of dice vendors at Gen Con <laughs> and how they're always packed that people go crazy for dice. Right. Those yes. dice. Oh my goodness! I had people trying to hunt me down. And oh yeah. Look, you know we. We handed out most of them at the Stink, which is kind of one of the unofficial kickoffs to the yep. uh, convention on Wednesday night. We handed out several hundred of these dice, and uh, there were people lined up. What is the Stink, and how do people get to it? The Stink is a social gathering of gamers that the uh, group called Indie Mavens holds on um, Wednesday e- evening. It's kind of at the same time as the uh, the beer tapping and the little party that happens on Georgia Street. So the stink has been around. Oh, I don't know. I think I'm not sure if when it started. Uh, when after uh, Gen Con came to India, if it was 2003 or 2004, but it's been going on for quite a while. And it's really just a get together. Usually, there's different groups like uh, fans of Gen Con. There's tabletop gamers hand, hand out their badge ribbons, and there's other groups that give have giveaways and uh, just a chance to get together at Union Station. There's plenty of gaming space for people who want to start off by gaming, and we've kind of, the fans of Gen Con group has kind of joined uh, the Stink as just a way to uh, kind of get together and hand out some of our swag like we did last year with our badger ribbon and dice. Yeah. That sounds pretty cool. Um, next year, obviously, you'll be in attendance. Is the you have any plans for the fans of Gen Con next year? Um, nothing solid yet. I, I'm 
think well, I'm sure we'll do the bad ribbons again. Hopefully, we'll do the uh, dice giveaway again. That's the idea, but um, haven't started really firming up those plans. But it's about time. I starting to get to that time where we're going to have to decide what we're going to do. You know, it's the beginning of the year that I start jonesing for Gen Con. Uh, I'm I'm now kind of coming off that rush, but in in January, beginning of February, it'll be like. It's whispering my name. It's just yeah. like, Rich, come to Indy. And, and I'll start watching the page like every day. Oh, yeah. Well, and it's really around that badge reg, right? Once the badge reg happens, it's like, all right, I'm, I'm registered. You know, now I got to start planning. I got to start putting my stuff together. So, yeah, that, that mid-January is really, really critical for the yeah. uh, what am I going to do this year at Gen Con? And I uh, better start working on that, <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah, and the, the group definitely ebbs and flows kind of to that pattern. So January, you have badge registration. The big one in January or late January is hotel registration where people really get amped up and hope, you know, crossing their fingers, hoping they can get a good, uh, a good um, lottery draw to get an early chance to book a hotel room. Yeah. So during that uh, hotel registration, the last couple of years, I've been doing kind of live coverage, you know, minute by minute saying which hotel is selling out and, you know, if you're if you're the time if your time to log in is you know at twelve forty five, you want to know what's available still, or if you have a three p.m. time, if there's still any downtime. <laughs> yeah. So in the group, I've been posting kind of a minute by minute update. Up the Marriott sold out. Up the Westin sold out. There's still king beds available at the Westin, and it's uh, it's it's a little crazy that hotel registration day, but it's been fun to do. Yeah, and your live posting about that was very helpful to me because I was watching that this year going, okay, well, I'm not going into that hotel. <laughs> you know, as soon as you said that was post- that it was filled up, I didn't even click on it. I just moved on to the next hotel. So I'm really glad you do that. It's a great benefit to me and everyone else looking at hotels. Let certain. another sucker click on that. <laughs> Somebody who's not <laughs> in the group. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, I have, no, you know, you talk about getting amped up for a hotel. I get amped up and then I cry. I cry salty tears <laughs> of hating all the new people that come to Gen Con. Um, what, what's your favorite hotel? Where do you like to stay at? Like, if you get to pick your hotel, where do you like to stay downtown? I do. I stay at the Hyatt. Nice. And the main reason is for its location. It's, it's close to the convention center. It's close to a lot of the food options. It's close to the mall. Yep. Interestingly, in the last three years, with the exhibit hall moving, um, I want to stay south, but it, the ma- all the Gen Con maps are upside down compared to the uh, <laughs> compared to the, the real world maps. So sometimes if I say north or south, it, uh, I'm, I'm talking about the wrong direction. But since it's moved to the other side of the convention center, it might not be as centrally located now. But I, I quite like the Hyatt. I think I've stayed at nearly every hotel over the years, but for the last few years, I've been I've been sticking with the Hyatt. That has always, you're talking about the map thing. That has always baffled me. Like, cause when I pull up my phone, it's oriented North South. But when I look at the documentation, it's reversed. And it's like, why? <laughs> I don't, I don't understand. When looking at an, uh, a map inside, they like to have the entrance to the, to the, at the bottom of oh, the map. Oh, so, okay. Okay. So yeah, so they have north at the bottom because that's how you enter the exhibit hall. So actually, now that I'm thinking about that, the exhibit hall moves further south. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, it is, it is, I don't know, that's, 
you, you have these perennial topics that show up in the group, and usually that's worth a, a good post or two once a year. Someone says, why in the world are these maps oriented the wrong way? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, no, that's a good one. And and I imagine that there's there's an ebb and flow in just the popularity or the activity in the board. There's probably also an ebb and flow in the mood, right? The morale. <laughs> oh, you mean like the week after Gen Con when we're all crying that we're back at work, <laughs> we're all broke, yeah, when, everybody spent all their money, yeah. and they're like, I want to go back. Or, yeah, is there like a time when it's like, you know, where you really have to remind everybody, hey, this is the fans of Gen Con, not the complaints of Gen Con. Is there kind of like peak periods of elation versus sorrow within the group? Uh, sure, sure. And it's, you know, sometimes folks don't want to voice their displeasure. If, you, if they're one of the folks who didn't get the hotel choice that they wanted. Oh, yeah. Um, but, and, and I think I said this before, it's kind of in nature for folks to more complain about things that, you know, someone will do a wonderful post about this great experience and something they love. And, you know, people say, yeah, I agree. That's great. But then if, if someone posts a complaint or something they're upset about, you know, that'll get hundreds of comments just because it's the nature of the internet, right. I guess. But right. I've tried to do some polls periodically. So every year, I think for the past, at least the three or four years, this will be maybe the fifth year I've done it. I do a poll after the housing and basically ask people, you know, are, did you get what you want? You know, did you not get what you want? Are you happy? Are you, are you, did you book in block or out of block? Are you satisfied? Yeah. And, you know, interestingly, usually most, the most people are pretty happy with what they got. Uh, you know, there's always a, a small percentage that are unhappy that they didn't get exactly what they want, but most folks express satisfaction. So even no matter how, and I, and I try to have a poll like that because, you know, People are often, as I said, more vocal when they're unhappy. So sure. sometimes you think, like, geez, is everyone unhappy? But then if I do kind of a Facebook poll, you see, like, oh, no, it's 10% of the people are, are unhappy, but they're just the vocal ones. And most folks are happy, and they're not commenting because they're happy. <laughs> right, right, right. They're not stuck at the airport sleeping 10 people in a single room and <laughs> fighting with the crack dealer out front. God. Whereas the, you know, most of the people, no, that's not like that in Indianapolis. Yeah, no. It, it's it, actually really pretty. And, and the people who get who yeah. get crammed into a room, that's atypical. You know, most people don't have that experience. And so, and do you see like a trend? Do you see like year over year generally Generally, people are pretty happy, or does it get better or worse year over year? Have you seen anything like that? I think generally people are pretty happy. I mean, it's it's a fan group. Yep. You know, our purpose is to <laughs> to be fan. You know, the whole purpose is that we're fans of Gen Con. We love this event, and you know, there's always little controversies or things. But no, I think you know, mostly folks are they they love Gen Con. Yeah. And some people, you know, it's, it's people care about it so much. That's one reason why sometimes you do have little controversies or people getting upset because they do take it very seriously and they care about it. And it's really important to them. For a lot of people, this is their big annual vacation. Right. You know, if they don't get the parking lot they want or they don't get the hotel they want or the noodles and company floods right before Gen Con oh, closes down oh, and now they can't oh, eat a noodles man, and company. Yeah. Why you gotta rip that? Why you gotta rip that one open out? I I had just got that wound to heal. Yeah. You just yeah. ripped it we, we, wide open. We we've already talked about we're gonna do a candlelight vigil for Noodles and Company this year. Like we're gonna go out there with some candles um, and just and more, yeah, and just mourn the loss of Noodles and Company. <laughs> oh yeah. 
I mean, these are really important topics. So that these are the types of things that can generate hundreds and hundreds of comments in our group. Yeah. You know, the food truck is always a big topic. People love to hear which food trucks are going to be out there and when they're, what their schedules are. Cause they oh, have yeah. their favorites. And, oh yeah. And yeah, everybody's like, tell me, pizza. tell me what your favorite food truck is. And you post about your favorite food truck and everybody's like, Oh, you got to try the dumplings or the whatever, you know, like that, the food truck conversation okay. is easily thousands of posts worth of content just, just around the food yeah. trucks. <laughs> even when there is kind of a controversial topic. So last year, the big controversy was Anita Sarkeesian being invited to Gen Con. uh, And that generated a huge amount of posts and quite a lot of contention, which was fun as moderators trying to keep under control. But that's a similar thing where I did a poll and, you know, are you happy that she was invited? Are you unhappy or do you not know who she is? And interestingly, I think the majority it was like, who's Anita Sarkeesian? But <laughs> maybe, maybe like, I don't know what it was, like 10 or 15, maybe 20% of the people were quite upset that Gen Con invited her. But it was, you know, it was a pretty a small, smaller minority. But they were, you know, the folks who were upset about her invitation were very vocal. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, so, it, I, you know, I, hats it, off to you guys for moderating that because you even posted, hey, I know this is controversial. I remember that post because you said, I know this is controversial, but we need to have a space to talk about it because it's an important part of the show. I think other admins and mods out there would just say, you know what? We're not talking about this. Bloop, you know, delete. So good on you guys for allowing that discussion to happen and, and still keeping it destructured. We try. I mean, my preference is to have a very light hand, you know, if people want to talk about it, talk about it. You know, if, if someone is getting a little worked up or call someone names or, you know, yeah. post something that's over the line, we try to point out. But sometimes when it's a topic like that, that I, I don't know, that topic, that controversy generated literally thousands of comments. It's really hard to keep up with it. So sometimes you blink and, oh, wow, there's another 300 comments. So wow. I have to read through these and see if someone's being, you know, inappropriate. Or, right. But, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you say that because sometimes, you know, it can – um, keeping up with the, the group and trying to keep the, the mob uh, from p- getting their pitchforks and torches out seems like it's an overwhelming task. <laughs> usually, usually it's smooth, and, and quite often what happens when you have some topic like that, the people who really care about it and really want to debate it, you know, they'll go and comment, and you'll have this multi-thousand comment thread, but the folks who don't care about it or don't want to engage in it, they hide that topic, and yep. it's, you know, it's it's, there's this whole subgroup to discussing it. It doesn't have to bother you. Yeah. At least that's how it should have When people send me messages and say, can you please delete that topic? I hate that you're talking about it. My response is usually, why don't you just ignore it? Talk and go to a different topic. Right. You don't have to, if they want to chatter away about this, what they really care about, then, you know, I, my preference would be let them, as long as it has to do with Gen Con. Right. And they're not, you know, being too, uh, too rude to each other. Sure. Well, in that, and that specific topic really was the topic that kept on giving because at the show, a guy got hit because he was there, because she yeah. was there. Oh, God, Dave, don't, don't, oh. don't, don't bring this up. Dude, don't. And, and it was just, it was just crazy. I mean, it was, it was the controversy that kept on giving, you know? And like, I, I just read it for shit giggle. I brought my popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> I just sat there like every day going, guys, did you see what happened? Yeah. Well, and that's one of the things is that like all of that stuff also plays out in the group and you guys while the show is going on have to go through and moderate that which has oh, which has to be a pretty big commitment is to say like even during the show i have to clean up some stuff while i'm trying to enjoy my gen con yeah 
And I, I'm very happy to have, you know, such a good moderator, a group of moderators who help out. I, I very intentionally tried to get a pretty diverse group of people, you know, not I mean, from life experiences and who they are, but also, you know, what what games they're in. You know, I don't know really anything about miniatures, but there's one of our moderators who's like really into miniatures. So he can speak to that or at least has knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's all these parts of Gen Con. There's whole other worlds of you know, thousands of people are into a particular niche. But anyway, so I've tried to find a pretty diverse group of moderators, and they're, they're really wonderful keeping, keeping an eye on this group, because especially around August when it just, it just goes crazy. There are yeah. so many posts per day. It's just, a, it's, just a, it's just a fire hose of the information. You know, even I can't, during Gen Con, I can't, I can't barely even keep up with the number of posts. Right. Plus, I'm trying to enjoy Gen Con versus <laughs> looking at my phone all day, every day, but you know, moderating posts. So, right. yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be the that's got to be the hardest part. It's like normally the group is phenomenal for you, and then there's like this four day period where like I really wish the group would quiet down so I can enjoy my show. <laughs> so you yeah. mentioned five years ago you took over this group. Now, did I hear that right, or did you start the group five years ago, or did you take it over five years ago? Well, I didn't. I didn't originally create the group. It was. I'm not sure when it was created or who did it. But when I, you know, I joined the group uh, quite a while ago. I'd have to look back to see when. But it was a tiny little group. Groups weren't as big on Facebook. They've grown quite a bit. I think when I, when I took over, there was maybe a couple hundred members. So it was. Wow. It was a pretty big group. And it was, it was not really used. Uh, you know, I could have created a separate one, but then when I was asked to moderate the group, I think, I don't know if the owner left or someone, something, someone else was appointed to the mod and they made me an admin of the group. And I said, well, you know, first thing I'm going to do is no off topic posts. If it's about Gen Con post otherwise, and there was so much spam in the group. So once I did that, I, you know, I didn't do a lot. I just made sure that, you know, not all topic posts weren't posted and um, the quality of the group got better and it just grew and grew and grew. You know, we just passed this past year, we passed 15,000 group members. Congratulations. Yeah, it's huge. That's yeah. so cool. What's interesting, I mean, we, you know, we went up from, I remember when we hit, you know, 1,000 members, 5,000 members, 10,000 members, et cetera, over the years. And uh, I always wondered, like, what's the participation? Because quite often, most of these groups, you know, nine, you know, you only have five percent or ten percent of the people who ever post, but you have all these lurkers, and there's, it's possible some don't participate. But Facebook, over the past year or so, has given some better group tools, so we can see analytics of the group. And I was quite surprised what high percentage of people actually participate in the group. They might not post themselves, but they hit that like button or, and of those 15,000 members, especially when it's coming around August time, Gen Con time, the percentage of participation in the group, even if they're posting, but they're liking or just reading it is very, very high. I was surprised because I just assumed that there'd be a lot of people who joined the group and then forgot about it, but it's quite good. I I just looked up earlier today. Over the past year, we've had, you know, there were something like 7,000 posts, 112,000 comments, and just shy of 300,000 reactions. That's people clicking like wow. or whatever on different posts. So wow. it's, uh, if you want a time to join, this is, this is the time to do it now because this is kind of the quiet time. You know, right. it, there's, there's a couple posts a day, a few comments, but, you know, January is when it will start picking up and people will get much more interested when it's time for them to buy their badge and start making plans. 
Yeah. Well, speaking of fans, my last Tawumpka question <laughs> that people want to know is, Alec, I truly want you to DM one of my games at Gen Con. What is the best way to reach you? <laughs> post in the group. <laughs> is that, people want to get in touch with you. Should they just post in the group to you or uh, just, or how does that work? I usually, well, yeah, so I usually, I don't play as many games as I'd like because there's so much to do. I mean, just to get through the exhibit hall takes two days. <laughs> yeah. I get a lot of yeah. messages from folks who are like, hey, are you in the exhibit hall? Can I stop by? I just want to say hi or get a badge <laughs> ribbon or something. I get a lot of messages. Sometimes it's a little hard to keep up. Yeah. But I usually try to post the games I am going to participate in. Um, oh. if people want to join in, but I mean, not like it's anything exciting to play a game with me, but <laughs> yeah, of course it is. That's why we go to Gen Con to play games with new people. It's specifically people you. you want to play a game with. I, I think that's a great, I missed that last year. The, um, so I would tell our listeners, keep an eye out for that. Wait for the, the Alex list of what I'm doing at Gen Con. Yeah. I, that's, and let's all stock them. That, that's how I uh, that's how I ran into you because you had posted you were at the uh, gamer booth the you know G A Y M E R booth and that was really helpful because I wanted to run into you and I wanted to get the little die and the and the badge the the badge flag and all that stuff so knowing you were there was uh, was very helpful and I gl- I'm glad that you do that because I'm certain there's lots of people wanting to you know just run into you and thank you for running the group and all of that good stuff so it's it's good of you to do that yeah yeah that's what I tried because it did get a little overwhelming with people. You know, again, not that not that it's that many people who really care about Alec Ustick and seeing him at Gen Con, but I've got, you know, got, there was a good number of people just trying to track me down. So this past year, I, I try to let people know I'll be at the Stink, so if you want to see me, I'll be manning a booth and handing out, you know, goodies there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also I volunteered with the Tabletop Gamers, Gamers, <laughs> which is a wonderful organization who hands out, you know, thousands and thousands of uh, gamer and ally badge ribbons every year. So Jeff Sorensen, who runs that group, he's actually one of the fans of Gen Con group moderators. He, he's a great guy, and uh, and I was happy to volunteer, but it was just good to tell people where I'm going to be at a particular time, so if anyone does want to say hi or pick up a badge ribbon, you know, you know at least you can catch me up here. Yeah, and, and I kind of wonder if in your personal life, outside of all this, probably nobody knows that there's a bunch of people who want to know where you are <laughs> between <laughs> August 1st and 4th. They want to shake your hand. They want to meet you. And you're like, yeah, I'm kind of a like a celebrity amongst this like very specific group of people. You have this kind of really cool, important role. Well, if there's A-list celebrities and B-list celebrities, I don't know if there's like triple Z celebrities, <laughs> but I'm so that, I think. <laughs> So humble. Yeah. You're A-list, baby. I don't know. Here, let me do some of my fellow nerds here, but if if seeing Alec used to get Gen Con is some exciting event, then I don't know. That's pretty sad. (laughs) I'm just a a fellow fan who uh, runs a little Facebook group. Yeah. Yeah. A little one. Yeah. Just, yeah. That's awesome. That's great. That's great. You being in the scene for so long and all that kind of stuff, we we like to ask this of, of folks that are very knowledgeable in the Gen Con space. First time goers or uh, maybe returning people, people who had went a long time ago but are uh, coming back to it for the first time in a, in a long time. Do you have some kind of uh, tips and, and suggestions just for those sorts of folks that are trying to get their feet wet or uh, get their feet under them uh, with Gen Con? Well, the advice I usually give to someone who's new is, Plan a very light schedule. 
you know, unless you're different from me and you really want to have a very structured time where every minute is, you know, pre-scheduled, mm. if you're going for the first time, there's so much to do and see it. There's most, probably many of them, most of my Gen Cons, I'd barely sign up for one or two events. And, you know, there's just so much to do and see. Oh, but the number one piece of advice I would give is to join the fans of Gen Con group. And probably the, question, <laughs> probably the question you ask is, you know, advice for new people or even advice for someone on a particular, you know, someone who's been there a while or has a question in a particular area. Yeah. You know, that, that topic gets repeated over and over again. And, you know, I have my own opinion. But right. when someone asks that, and this is this has to do with the friendliness of the group and just how much people love Gen Con and want to share, but yeah. someone will, people will repeatedly ask that question, hey, I'm new, what do you recommend? And right. they'll get 100 responses with wonderful advice and all different. You know, I gave my perspective, but other people like to experience Gen Con differently, and they give their advice. You'll get a lot of, lot of advice about what backpack to get, how to, you know, bring snacks and water and other more minutiae like that, or what the, the, how to get a uh, lunch without standing in line because this out-of-the-spot, you know, out-of-the-way restaurant is usually not as mobbed as other places. There's so much good advice in the group that um, – you know, it, it's a wonderful resource. And I, at the past Gen Con, you know, I've, like I said, a couple people usually say hi to me um, throughout the the event. But some, I've had a number of people come up to me and say, this is my first Gen Con. The group was such a great resource. I came in, like, knowing, like, what to do. And it was, you know, I had so many questions and wasn't sure about things. But, you know, I, I received a lot of good feedback that people got a lot out of the group, which just really, that really warmed my heart. That was wonderful to hear. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and not that it's me. I mean, we have a community. Right. I, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I try to post a lot, but I more in sharing kind of news and things. I don't probably participate in those kind of recommendation threads as much as others, but we have a really good community who, who share and contribute. Yeah, yeah. And and I I would say that, you know, folks that go to the group asking for advice, they get a lot of success when they add details about their own personal preferences. You know, when somebody says, hey, where should I go to eat at Gen Con? That might be a a, maybe too broad, you know, saying, hey, I'm looking for quicker food or I'm looking for, yeah, like you mentioned earlier, food without a line, that kind of thing. Those little bits of detail really help people give you suggestions that are going to fit your lifestyle. And if you have a peanut exp- allergy out of 15,000 <laughs> people, there's someone else that does also. Yes. And they're probably able to put you right into the right place. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. There's always a topic about vegetarian options. There's always a topic yep. about gluten free. Yep. There's always a topic about, hey, I'm bringing my young child. You know, right. what should I do? There's always, uh, we have, um, you know, there's questions about people with handicaps. Uh, one of our most active members is in a wheelchair and he loves, uh, you know, telling people about accessibility and, uh, you know, giving tips. And not that he's the only one, but sure. I just know him personally and he posts quite a bit. So it's, you know, there's, it's just a wealth of information, which is wonderful. I really look at, you know, it's, it's just a silly little Facebook group, but I look on it as a community. I've made friends there. There's a lot of great interaction, and it, it enhances the uh, this wonderful event called Gen Con with, uh, with a lot of good information. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And when you start AlexCon, I'm the first VIG. Remember that. <laughs> Absolutely, you got it. It'll be, it'll be you, me, and we'll be playing. I don't know. We'll, we'll find a game for 
Power <laughs> Grid. You're just sitting there playing Power Grid. <laughs> power Grid, baby. We're doing Power Grid 24-7. But no, things oh, okay. are coming on. It really is. That, the group is unbelievable. The, the people there, I know you got a moderation team, you know, 10, 12, 15 folks, and big shout out to them. It, it really does come across incredibly well. So yeah. uh, great job, great job to the entire team. And thanks for taking time to chat with us and, and put up with all those questions I got from people. I don't know where some of those questions came from. 60,000 people. Thank you, 69,092. <laughs> My pleasure. And thanks to your crew of 69,000 and change there. They, they had some great questions. <laughs> Awesome. Well, I think we're going to work on wrapping this up. Again, Alec, thanks a ton for, for coming on today. Really appreciate your time that you gave to us and, and, uh, and the knowledge that you shared. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Well, everyone at home, thanks again for listening. Have fun and play well. May all your roles be crisp. Thanks for listening. This episode was produced by me, David Gillespie, with music provided by Taylor Guillory. Our web presence is managed by Amy Nelson. And if you like our style, please leave a review for us on iTunes. It's the best way to help people find us. Most importantly, though, feel welcome to connect with us on Twitter, our Facebook group, Discord server, our Friday night Twitch streams, and our website, all under the name High Shelf Gaming. We really look forward to talking and playing games with you. Thank you.